Welcome to Credit Hour, a weekly thought-provoking conversation with the brightest minds from the University of South Dakota. They get the credit, we ask the questions. This is Credit Hour. On today's episode of Credit Hour, we speak with Megan Redshirt Shaw, the new director of the Native American Cultural Center at USD. Megan, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, Michael. Thank you so much for having me this morning. I really appreciate it. Now, you are the new director of the Native American Cultural Center here at USD. Um, We obviously want to talk about your role, but before we get started with that, um, I was hoping you could just tell us a little bit about your background. Absolutely. So I'll I'll go ahead and introduce myself and walk up to first. Michajiki Megan Redshirt Shaw, Okol Michajiki Chonkor Stanley, Ziahanaha Hemataha Malakota. I'm really excited to be here this morning and to visit with you a little bit about my background and the experiences that I've had um, being in a higher education and, and um, again, really uh, just being committed and excited to this position. So I am a tried and true higher ed person. I grew up in higher education. I have two parents that work um, in higher ed. And so when I was little, I was always on college campuses. I was always exposed to different buildings on campuses, departments, um, different people that worked in staff or faculty positions. And so going to college, I was an English major and thought that I was going to go into the journalism world. Instead, after I graduated, I ended up working for undergraduate admissions, the Office of Undergraduate Admissions at my alma mater, the University of Pennsylvania, and just fell in love with it. I had been exposed to it when I was little. My father worked in undergraduate admissions. My mom had spent a lot of time working with Native students, and so my passion and interest really sort of extended into having this experience as a young admissions officer traveling across the country, but also having the opportunity to travel to a lot of Native communities in that work. And so extending from that, I continued in the field. I worked for a program called the Quest Scholars Program and then um, worked in undergraduate admissions at Santa Clara University and then went back for my master's at the Harvard Graduate School of Education, higher education, and moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico for a year, became a college counselor, and then eventually decided that I wanted to um, pursue my higher education doctoral program at the University of Minnesota And I think some of the things that really sort of informed that trajectory um, and in in wanting to study the field of higher education specifically were my own experiences of being a young Native person, seeing institutions, being exposed to higher education, and really thinking about um, experiences of Native students specifically. When I was young, my parents were amazing at exposing me to a lot of Native students on the campuses that they were a part of. They were at our house. They were at dinners. We would go to Wachipis. And one of the things that I, I think was really shocking to me when I went to college myself was that I was one out of five Native students on a, on a campus of 20,000 people. And so my own professional work and then eventually in pursuing my doctorate, I think so much of that was informed by the things that I had seen and the things that I had experienced. So um, I most recently was working for the 7th Gen Summer Program and the Wheezy Pond Program, which are located in the Black Hills of South Dakota. And then the opportunity to apply to this job opened, and I was so excited at being able to see um, these experiences kind of from from the other side. Um, I'm happy to talk a little bit more about that, but most of my most of my experiences have really just been informed by being a, a native person growing up in in the field of higher education in a lot of different ways. 
I mean, that's a you have such an interesting background. I mean, you know, first, just obviously, I think your comfortability um, being in a higher education space, but then also sort of your personal experience when you got to college um, and you were like you said, you were one of just five Native Americans at a rather large um, you know, private university. I don't know if you can talk about that experience. I mean, what was that like? What type of challenges did it present? You know, it's funny, and even in working with students, I think hindsight is twenty twenty. I can see it so much more clearly now when I look back on the experiences that I had. But I think even just being exposed to friends and friendships that have continued to last me into this this era of my life, but people who didn't even have any concept that Native people continued to exist. And for me, that was so sort of difficult to navigate and unpack because I had grown up in a household where my cultural identity was strong. I knew who I was. It was celebrated and honored in a lot of different ways across many different facets of my life. I had had some of those experiences when I was in K-12 of students who who really didn't understand where I was coming from. I, again, can look back on that now and, and be reflective. But I think as an undergraduate especially, I was unpacking my own independence and understanding the things that made me excited about what I was studying, what I wanted to do. And so, you know, I, I became involved in the Native student group on campus, which was very small, um, but I became co-chair when I was a sophomore in college, and that extended so many opportunities for me to meet administrators on campus, work with other student groups, make new friends, to really advocate for Native presence with with other people who understood the experiences that I was having. So I think so much of my leadership and opportunity there really, again, extended into um, my own experiences as, as a professional, as a young professional, and really wanting American colleges and universities to acknowledge that Native people are still here and that we exist and that we need resources on campus and, and how important that is to our, our success and the next chapter of our lives as well. Now, you said that you know you were really excited when this opportunity um, came up at USD. I, I guess what excites you about this role at the Native American Cultural Center? I think for me, the most exciting part of joining this team is that I get to see a new side of engagement with Native students. I've worked in sort of student services role over the last year and a half with working with the 7th Gen Summer Program specifically, which is a is a partnership program with the University of South Dakota. And I think just being able to have another angle by which I'm, I'm working and, and serving Native students and understanding the institution as well. I, I think that I learned a lot working in undergraduate admissions. I think I've learned a lot working for a high school that was helping students make decisions about their college choices. And now I really get to be on the other side of the desk, another angle of the desk to say, what are the resources on campus? When we tell the students that they're picking a school, a college or a university, what really is on the other side for them. Now I actually get to be part of the team that develops those resources. And and I think especially for me, I'm Ogwa Lakota. I'm enrolled in Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. And it's so important for me to uh, make the decision to return here and, and serve the Ochechi Shakoni, uh, serve students who are um, relatives and relations and part of a network of, of nations that are related to one another and to serve all of our students that are coming from a tribe 
tribes that are local, tribes that are national. I just think it's so um, empowering and, and exciting to meet the students on USD's campus. I've had a tremendous and, and loving transition into my role. I'm really, really grateful for the community. I've had so many people here just ask how they can be helpful, ask how they can be resources from the student side, from the staff side, from the faculty side. And I was already excited about taking this position and um, just being here on campus deeper affirmed that commitment and excitement that I feel to, to being in this space and, and working with students to really ask them questions about what they need, what their hopes are, and how we can get them to the next chapter of their lives. You know, you haven't been here uh, too long. How many weeks or months have you been at USD? <laughs> Great question. I have been here as of right now two and a half weeks. Oh, so wow. I'm two and a half weeks into the position. And, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, been an, a, a learning experience. And I think jumping in in the middle of the semester, just continuing to, to learn so much and, and look forward to what, what planning is for second semester as well. Yeah, you talked about the resources that are available on a um, campus, you know, like the University of South Dakota. I'm sure you're still learning that yourself, but you know, what what resources do exist um, for Native American students here at USD? Absolutely. So we have the Native American Cultural Center, which is here on campus. And I think one of the really powerful things about this space is an opportunity for Native students to come and engage with other students from tribal nations, host events, be in community with one another, but then welcoming people that are from outside Indigenous communities that maybe identify with other cultural groups or other groups on campus is so important to the community, really making sure that we're creating a space where people feel welcome, they can come to study, they can come to visit, something that I, I'm really hoping to continue to encourage in, in um, my role here at USD. The Institute of American Indian Studies has just been revived, which is really exciting. There's so much incredible work that's going to be put into that. I know um, having the opportunity on this podcast to visit with Dr. Elise Boxer, who I know is going to do tremendous work transitioning as the director. Um, my partner, Dr. John Little, is actually going to be joining the Institute of American Indian Studies in the new year. So um, just an incredible team that will really be sort of thinking about what that's going to look like for students and, and American Indian studies. Damon Leader Charge is really leading um, efforts on tribal relations and, and community building, which I think is tremendous. Um, here in NAC, we have Native Student Services. So again, I'm, I'm trying to think through opportunities to um, sort of better engage students with uh, scholarships and resources and thinking about life after they're here on USD's campus or trying to stay on USD's campus if they're pursuing graduate school. So um, there are really sort of those resources housed here in the NAC. And then student groups on campus that exist as well. Um, Tioshpe is a Native American student group here. There's also Nations, um, ACES, and there's a new uh, group that will be coming to campus as well called SACNIS um, for students. So there are a lot of different resources, a lot of different opportunities, and many other people that I have not mentioned who are doing tremendous work on campus in advocating for students, working with Native students. Um, I, I think it's incredible the position that USD is currently in. It's a tremendous turning point. I think that there's so much energy and excitement about everything that's coming. And I just really look forward to seeing how all of these different avenues of, of working with Native students and supporting Native students can intersect into the future. 
Now, you talked about the idea of students just fe feeling welcome. I mean, why is you know why are spaces like um, the Native American Cultural Center, I guess, important? When I look back on my own experiences as a young person, as an undergraduate, and I think about where I hung out, it was a space that's very, very similar to the CDC. And I was seeking out other students who had similar cultural experiences to me. And being able to work in a space that has not only the CDC, but also a Native Center for students, I think it's so important for our students to be able to find spaces on campus where they really, truly feel like they can just be themselves. I remember experiences in classrooms, and again, these are these are part of my own personal experiences, but I, I have very vivid memories of conversations in classrooms with students who, again, really did not have any concept of, of Native culture or Native identity and how harmful or hurtful those conversations sometimes were. It can really jar you in your own concept of self and identity when you feel like someone is challenging you or really doesn't doesn't believe in your existence or, or says something that is stereotypical or harmful to the things that you know about yourself. And so I think that's a really big and important part of, of being able to create spaces where students feel loved, feel that they can uh, express themselves and and be safe on campus. I think that's something that's really, really important. It's hard. It's hard to be an undergraduate student, to be negotiating all of these different things about yourself. But I think also one of the really important parts of the Native American Cultural Center is that we're trying to create programming that's culturally specific to our students. And so uh, we have many tribal nations that are represented. Sovereignty and honoring tribal sovereignty is deeply important to us. Honoring um, being relations, good relations with each other, being good relatives. There are a lot of concepts culturally that I think we try to emulate here in this space and, and with the programs. And so my hope in, into the future with continuing to serve a, a space that, that uh, centers all of that is that we just continue to be a place where students feel like they can be themselves. That's at, that's at the heart of, of what the Native American Cultural Center is. And continue to support programming and ideas that only only serve their success no matter what it is that they decide to do, whether it's here at USD or elsewhere or in the military or pursuing another career track. Like we ultimately for myself and the work that I do, the number one priority for me is to feel that students feel successful in the pathway that they choose for themselves. So I just really look forward to, to continuing to try to do that work and, and support our students in, into their future pathways. Megan, you talked about just the idea of what you you know hope the the Native American Cultural Center will continue to be, you know I, I know that you're just kind of getting your feet under your yourself here, but have you thought about you know two three four years from now you know specific projects or programs that you hope to um, be able to host at the Native American Cultural Center that you would want to bring to campus? Some of the things that I'm really passionate about, and this, again, is extending from research and things that I'm really interested in, I think 
allowing students to be exposed to a lot of different opportunities for financial resources during their time in college. And I know that USD has renewed commitment to providing Native scholarships through the Institute, which is so exciting. And just being able to really broaden students' perspectives on the things that are possible for them in terms of applying for funding and, and being supported throughout college. Something that I've that I've just been really reflecting on and thinking through and unpacking over the last few years is the financial aid process for students in so many ways. We have a tremendous team here at USD who I've already had the opportunity to work with directly. I'm really, really grateful to the financial aid office for their open openness and willingness to work with myself and our students. And I, I think that being able to acknowledge that sometimes the process can be really, really difficult for, for students across the board, but especially for Native students. We have very different concepts of family relations and of who is a legal guardian, who files you as a dependent, all of these things, the language of these things can feel very overwhelming or very debilitating. And for me and my work and my research, really challenging institutions to think about ways that students uh, are benefiting from things that, that their nations have lost for the creation of higher education. So an example is um, one of the things that I'm really excited about is um, just working with institutions that are supporting specifically Native student student scholarships um, and doing scholarship programming. Uh, this upcoming week, many of our tribal nations in the state of South Dakota have deadlines for their higher education grants. So really encouraging students to use the resources that they're excited about. And for students, you know, I'm I'm so excited by Wachiti and, and Tioshve's plans for future events. It's an amazing exec board. They have a lot that they're excited about and are planning for the spring and even the end of the semester. But I also am hoping that in my own work, I can continue to support them and their ideas and then bring different indigenous voices into our space. I think right now, some of the challenges that we're facing in student services, obviously, with um, being really cognizant and responsible with social distancing and mask wearing. The power of Zoom is that we can bring different Native people into our spaces virtually from across the country. And I think that's so important for students to see themselves reflected in a lot of different ways, especially in the fields that they're pursuing, especially in the things that they feel excited about. And so I, I really am excited. I have many friends across across uh, the country that are doing incredible work for Native people, and I'm just really excited at the opportunity that I, I can, quote unquote, bring them to campus um, when they can actually call in from their home and, and stay safe and we can keep our students safe as well. So for me, it's really making a concerted effort to have programming that's going to serve them, especially in, uh, in financial aid or financially so that they can be excited about when they pursue graduate school or, or a career, while also just uh, supporting the things that are already happening and, and bringing in different Indigenous voices to, to share their perspectives and, and support students from different angles um, um, across disciplines and, and across the country. You know, Megan, that was one question I wanted to ask you was just about um, social distancing, especially in, you know, for places like um, the Native American Cultural Center. You, you had mentioned, you know, the CDC. Um, you know, I think the value that these places provide is that they, you know, do provide a, a space where, you know, students can gather um, and, and just 
enjoy each other's company. Um, and I think one of the cool things about the Native American Cultural Center for people that aren't familiar with um, campus, it's it's very much like a house. Um, and, and, and it's, you know, just just, a, a, I think, a cool environment. You know, how how has COVID changed, I guess, um, those dynamics in those spaces? I mean, have you been able to find through things like Zoom um, or just, you know, being able to socially distance? I mean, how have you managed to, I guess, um, you know, maintain connections or start connections with students? Um, and how, how have you seen students, I guess, adjust to this? I think this is a conversation across student services nationally in, in challenge. I actually was visiting with another institution last night, a, a, a director at another institution, and really saying, you know, it would be great if we could sit down and kind of brainstorm what your programming is going to look like in, in second semester. And for so many of us that are excited about community building, excited about engaging, especially first-year students and, and coming into these spaces, it's a tremendous challenge. I think our capacity here in the NAC in a, in a normal academic year is 49, and we're down to 12. Um, so I, I think for me, one of the biggest challenges is really being supportive of students and the things that they're planning and the friends that they're inviting, while also being really cognizant that we have to be good relatives to each other. We have have to be in relation with one another when we are um, engaging in, in community and in being in a space. We have to wear our masks. We have to be safe. We have to be cognizant of social distance guidelines. All of those things um, are really difficult to navigate, and it's it's hard. It's tremendously hard to ask people to put masks on or uh, spread out a little bit more in the space. And, um, you know, I think all of us as, as people who care so much for our students and care so much for our, their safety, especially in, in them returning home soon, you know, that's been tremendously difficult to navigate. So in, in terms of event planning, you know, just being really, really cognizant and aware of the possibilities of Zoom, <laughs> the possibilities of, of doing things online, but for Native communities especially, and, and I think think that this goes across cultures, you know, meals and food. That is such a huge part of, of who we are gathering and in conversation around a meal together is is uh, normal, and uh, this is not a time where we're able to support things like that very easily, or we have to be really, really careful about the way that we do things. And so, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the challenge. I I think that starting my first year in the, this position during the global pandemic will certainly be something that I remember um, for the rest of my life. That I remember in my own work. And um, I really, you know, I think that we all have to continue to remain hopeful and excited about returning to opportunities where we can gather together for, for a meal and, and be together. Um, but for right now, we have to keep our, keep our community safe and keep our families safe. So I'm, I'm looking forward to being creative in second semester and really thinking through what that can look like. Um, but I know that for our students as well, they miss it too. So I'm, I'm hopeful and um, look forward to the days when we can all gather together again. Me too. Um, <laughs> I had mentioned um, the American or the Institute for American Indian Studies. Um, you know, how how can I guess the Native American Cultural Center collaborate with an institution like that and support um, you know scholarship and, and study of Native studies? There's just a tremendous 
opportunity for all of us to be engaged as as friends and as colleagues, I think, across so many different facets. And with the Institute, just working really closely with Dr. Boxer and Damon and uh, John when he comes to campus, I think just really being in conversation with each other and seeing how we're serving and, and supporting one another. I know that students will be taking classes in the Institute. They'll be looking to all of them for guidance. They'll be coming here and asking questions. Um, they'll be connecting with me about different things that maybe impact their studies. They'll be meeting with Carol Voss Ward, who's their academic advisor um, for many of them. And so just being able to sort of make these connections across across discipline, I think is so important and to do that community building. I consider everybody that I have the opportunity to work with in in these roles to be my friends, which I'm really I'm really blessed by and, and feel very appreciative of. And so again, just being really focused on community building. I want to support everything that the Institute is doing. I'm excited to to be a part of, of hearing what their plans are and being a part of those conversations. And I hope that um, just moving into the future, the NAT continues to be another space alongside the Institute in partnership with the Institute where Native students really feel like they can be themselves. And I, I and seeing all of the things that, that USD is excited about and, and moving forward with and in conversation about the future, the future is bright for all of these things. And, and it's exciting that um, I get to just be, there's so many people that have worked really hard to make the NAC and the Institute what uh, what it is now, what they are, what they're becoming, what they're being um, revived as. And so I just feel really grateful that I get to be a really, really small part of a legacy that I know will live on into the future for a very long time. You know, I'm, I'm curious both with your professional experience, your you know, expertise um, just academically, but then also your, your personal experience um, as a Native American. I mean, what what are, I guess, the more general things that universities can do um, to better encourage, um, I guess, the, the type of resources or, you know, the type of programs that, I, I guess, make these places more inviting for Native students, especially just with your background in, in admissions. I'm, I'm, I'm curious what you might think of that or might, or might, might have to say. You know, again, I, I think that there are so many amazing conversations that are happening. People are really excited about uh, engaging in dialogue about how we better support Native students. I've um, been meeting with Kay Tubles and um, Chad Yen and Mark Petty and Scott Polson all who work in undergraduate admissions and enrollment and who are focused on recruiting Native students or retaining Native students and are excited about what we can do to be in conversation about how to make that, that pathway better for them as they move into our community, as they're a part of the community. So, um, you know, I think that one of the things that's really important for colleges and universities to remember as we're bringing students into campus, and I think this is really cultural tied is that we are community focused and we are focused on making connections in so many ways. I think especially for Native people, like networks are really, really important. And so here in my new role, and, and really just trying to listen and learn and, and figure out what makes this place tick and how I'm going to fit into all of it, I think one of the most important things that I can do is to try to connect students to resources right now as they finish out the semester. So I, I really encourage institutions to, sometimes it's not enough to hand a student a piece of paper and say, this resource is here. 
sometimes you actually have to walk that student there and introduce them to somebody that's going to support them. That's networking. That's that's creating a, a larger tioshpe for us means kind of an extended family, right? Um, that's the student group name is an extended family. So who are going to be Native students' extended families on campus? It's critical to their success. If they don't know anybody on campus that they can go to, it's going to be tremendously hard for them to unpack their experiences and be reflective of their experiences. But if we, as as the people in their lives who, who can connect them and who are committed to connecting them, simply walk them over to be introduced to somebody, um, sometimes it's just not enough to send an email. We have to physically be present and try to support them the best we can on campus. So for me, I think for institutions to really just think about how do we create networks of support? How do we create islands of, of people and community that can really, really be supportive of our students. It's, it's so, um, it's so critical to the work and it's something that I continue to learn every day. I, I also hope that, that institutions and administrators and staff and people who are on campus are just really open to learning. I, I have so much more to learn. I'll, I'll continue to learn and try to absorb information every single day that I'm here. I, I go home and, and have to reflect on, on the things that I experienced and how could I, how could I have handled that situation better? Or um, is there something different that I could have said? Or even giving myself a pat on the back when I feel like I've done something well, right? Um, but just really being open to, to continuing to learn about Native communities, Native students, and what's going to get them to the finish line ultimately of whatever they choose in, in their life, in their career, um, in their success. And I, I think, too, really redefining what success looks like. Um, my my partner, John, and I talk about this a lot, that um, being a parent is a success for, for us, for so many of us, right? Or um, being a, a part of a... a team is a success or deciding that you want to go into the military is a success or finding a career you're excited about is a success, right? Um, but really walking away from this sort of like traditional notion of what success can look like. Returning home can be a success if, if that's, um, you know, part of your, your pathway, part of what you're passionate and excited about, or if you just need to go home to recharge. Like, how do we start to have conversations where we redefine success pathways for students? I think it's critically important, and I Want to challenge higher education to think about it differently into the future. Megan, for our last question, we always um, like it to be a little bit more philosophical in nature. And just with, with your background and expertise, and um, just you've lived in a lot of, I think, different and cool areas of the country, and, and now coming to USD and I think embarking on um, this journey, um, you know, I, I'm curious what you'll have to say. At this point in your life, what do you know for sure? I love this question. At this point in my life, I know for sure that I am surrounded by people who love me very much and people who I deeply love. I have an incredible family. I have an incredible partner. I've been really blessed to work in environments where I feel love from others and feel connected to others, and I, I think that I am I am assured by love, and I, I really hope that our students feel that when they um, come to USD and meet all of the people that care so much about their success. I have been assured by love in my life, and I know that that's not always the same experience for 
members of our community. And I just hope that in being in this role and, and working with the NAC and working with the incredible team that's here, that we can continue to create circles of love for our students. And I know it's, I know it's possible. I know it's part of the future. And I, I just really look forward to continuing to be somebody who, who gives love back in the way that I've received it. Megan, thank you so much um, for joining us on the podcast this morning, but also thank you for the work that you do here at USD. Um, welcome to campus. And you know, we're just really excited to see what you do at the Native American Cultural Center. Thank you, Michael. I really appreciate it. Go Yotes. Go Yotes.